Welcome in the NBA No House Advantage Strategy Show. We're going to get you ready for a Tuesday night in the NBA, courtesy of NHA. We've got a bunch of games, four games to look at throughout and some injury news. So we are waiting maybe one or two smaller pieces, but we do have some definitive pieces of information as well, like CJ McCollum in that later game with the Pelicans. Terry's here as it's been a weekly staple, the two of us trying to fly through this slate. But I will say, I feel like for the first time and maybe a little bit, and maybe it's just me being optimistic, my friend, that we'll have some time to kind of stretch. This is a lighter slate for us. A little bit. Yeah, I feel like we've been flying through these recently. We've been <laughs> saying every time we've gotten off the air, like, yeah, no time to bullshit during that one. But uh, yeah, maybe a little bit with this one. We've got, like you said, kind of a lighter day, kind of an easier cruise through some of these picks today. Only four games on the slate. Everybody focused on March Madness coming up and all these good things. Uh, I spent most of my morning uh, building up our March Madness picks tool, our bracket picks tool, which was nice. uh, waiting to be launched behind the scenes till we got some pick information in it. So psyched to be launching that today. But uh, yeah, we're still got a couple NBA slates to get through first. So Absolutely, man. And look, we'll be using our own projections on site. They're free for you to use. Make sure that you're following along there. Also, our optimal lineups for NHA on Osmo are free. So everything that you can look to plug and play is there for you, but it's nice to have some sort of analysis and really how to apply everything. That's why Terry's here. Tyler's going to be put to work as I'm sure uh, Terry is going Terry Tyler. I'm sure that you're going to make at least a little bit of those middle, somewhat middle point picks difficult here as we stretch into maybe the eighties, but we always like to start with the overs, right? We always like to jump in here and you have to worry. You don't part of me have to worry about anybody who's been zeroed out. So at least you can jump in there. We don't have anybody that is higher than 88.93%. So we can't even start in the nineties when it comes to overs. Now, Kyle Anderson, two times over his PRA and points and assists are there. Dylan Brooks, Devin Booker, a couple of guys are there in that mid to high eighties, but this is not a favorable day, at least for overs. No, it's not. Yeah. We've seen uh, a lot of days with the, you know, handful of nineties and, uh, and, you know, cruising with, you know, you've got three nineties picks and then you've got a bunch of high eighties today. Like you said, we're starting at an 88.93 on that slow-mo mm. PRA. That one looks pretty clean on the board. I mean, 10 and a half with a 14.84. We know that they're going to be missing. Well, they're most likely going to be missing John Morant over there today. So that's making Tyus Jones a dominant pick in the DFS streets where we care about salary. But it's also just going to create some opportunities for, for guys to pick up additional usage, additional minutes. And Kyle Anderson seems like one of those uh, one of those guys. We've got him projected 19.2 minutes on the board. He's averaging 21.4 for the season overall. But it's come down recently. He's been 17 minutes a game over the last three, 18 minutes a game over the last five. So we're giving him a little bit of extra run. He averages in that season-long 21 minutes, he averages a 15.3 PRA, and we're only looking for a 10.5. Seems pretty easy to me. That 88% is based on a 14.8. So I think we're right there on that one. So despite it being an 88-er, I, I kind of like it as the, uh, as the top of the card here. I think that one makes sense. I think we're going to be looking at a lot of Memphis in a lot of situations today. Yeah, and the only other one that, and we'll have some 90s in there, even 100 that, that is actually quantifiable, it looks like, on the under. So we will have to move over there in a second. But Booker's assist, a little intriguing. Again, nothing that jumps out in the 90s by any means, but without Chris Paul, opportunity for Booker to bump up a low number, I would think, at NHA with four and a half assists. 
Yeah, that's another one. It's just low. Um, Booker, we know, is going to be doing a lot of the facilitation, playing alongside Cameron Payne. No Chris Paul out there still. And it's only at a four and a half. We've got him projected for 6.36 in his normal run, 34.3 minutes a game. You know, some of which at this point is averaged in uh, without Chris Paul, but just over the course of the season, he averages 4.9 assists. So his average is beyond this 4.5 line with no Chris Paul out there uh, over the course of the entire season. Devin Booker's assist percentage goes up to uh, 27.5 on the average when he's racking up that 4.9. His assist percentage is a 21.5. You see where I'm going with this one? I think there's plenty of opportunity there for him. (laughs) That one actually kind of it's one of those ones where I trust the math. I'm sure that's what it actually equals. But in my head, if you had told me that, I would have said 90 plus 87 percent. I'm good enough to go with that one. That's uh, that one's kind of a gimme. And that's a good example, too, that we are not always beholden to the number by any means. There are times in which something may be a, a little light on the projection to where our gut is. And there are times in which we say, look, that number is high, but based on circumstance or, or feel or whatever it may be projected game flow, we do stay away from it. So not everything is to the number by all means, but this is one hell of an add on that you can definitely apply to no house advantage. And they're right way more often than not. All right. We let's look at Alfred Payton and at least look at him from an under standpoint here. Three opportunities, PRA, PA and assists. I mean, basically the 100 is based on if the guy's playing and how many minutes then from what you'll get from Peyton on the floor. But if he's out there, then PRA is essentially a lock. And we rarely, if ever, use that term on this channel. But when you have a 100 next to somebody, assuming that they just get out there, going under his PRA may be the best move of the night. Again, assuming he's out there. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's Elf Payton. I mean, they are in a situation where they're missing a whole hell of a lot of pieces. But even with that, he's played 11 minutes in the last five games. He played three minutes, uh, three games ago. And then in their most recent game where they were lighting up, I think it was the Lakers by like 30 some odd points. He got eight minutes at the very end of the fourth quarter. He played the last, it was actually seven and a half. It's rounded up on my sheet here. So he played seven and a half end of fourth quarter, garbage time minutes in that game. Um, you've got to be looking for that kind of an opportunity again. You know, it's going to be down to like garbage time style run with elf. There are, like I said, a lot of pieces out, but that's really not leading to him just getting regular run. They could go out here and light up these Pelicans, but the spread's only four and a half. So I really like our numbers where they come in, in terms of, I don't expect him to play very much. If he plays at all, we're giving him a token projection of 1.7 minutes. Meaning to me, that's just kind of Alex saying it's a coin flip that this guy might play under 10 minutes tonight, or he might just completely sit. I don't love chasing that for something like this where we do need him to take the court. I think it's totally viable. If he does play, he's most likely going to cruise under those numbers. Uh, The 7.5 PRA in that eight minutes of garbage time that he played the other day, it looks like he put up, uh, what did he do? He gave us, uh, he went three for three from the field with an assist and a turnover. So it looks like he went, scored six points and gave us an assist. So he got a seven. And so he still fell short of that playing eight minutes. I project him well under that. If he takes the court, I like him to go under any of these. You're just playing that game of whether or not he takes the court. Yeah, that's a big one here. Now, we mentioned at the start, CJ McCollum off the COVID list, so he will play tonight for the Pelicans, and I'm sure that has a heavy influence on how strong the unders are for Devontae Graham. Again, PRA is right there in the middle at 95, and then you have three others that are right there in the high 80s when it comes to his categories. Yeah, that or could two be others. Part of me. 
Yeah, it could potentially be a biggie based on where we've got him projected. Uh, he's averaging 29.9 minutes a game for the season. He was averaging 30 minutes a game over the last three, 28, uh, 34, 29 over the last three. Um, but with McCollum coming back, we've got that knocked down to a 23.7 minute projection for him tonight. Depending on where you look, he's in the starting lineup. He's not. But if we're going with that kind of a minutes projection where he's playing 24 minutes, that's going to really, really cut into his upside. So 16.3 is where we've got him on the PRA compared to a line of 22 and a half. I'm pretty comfy going into that one in the 30 minutes or so that he averages normally his PRA average is 19 and a half. So we're well under in significantly more playing time. If we're cutting his playing time on top of that, I think this is pretty strong. So I'm happy to go with that one. That one actually might be the most, uh, the, the confidence leader in terms of what we would want to book at the top of the card, unless we get the situation where his minutes projection vaults back up to the 30 minute range. All right. So did I just hear you subtly ask Tyler to wipe away the board? And <laughs> you told me to make it difficult on him and give him a couple. Oh, I didn't tell you. I just predicted that you would. It's not like I asked you to. Hey, look, we started we started with the overs because they're the more fun ones. But if we're looking at the probabilities, <laughs> we probably do want to bake that one in up at the top here. So right. yeah, I, th I think that one makes the most sense. That's my fault for not starting with Graham and then Peyton. I, I apologize, Tyler. By <laughs> you, all were trying to, you were trying to tee that up. I know where you were going. <laughs> all right. So we'll move back and forth a little bit here. Devontae Graham. Really, we have one other guy. Let's just get Marvin Bagley and his points, though, out here before we move back to some overs. And I'm going to try to do the show with coffee on me and my table for the next 18 minutes. I think I can. So let's look at the uh, Marvin Bagley, the third really quickly, his points. Again, this is a low expectation for what we have projected on site versus that 15 and a half points. Yeah, I never like getting to Marvin Bagley under any circumstances, really. It's it's the <laughs> rare circumstance where I'll draft him in the L into a DFS lineup. Um, no, no minutes played uh, in recent games. Uh, we've got him projected out at 22.4 minutes tonight. Over the course of the season, he averages 23 minutes. And if we're looking at points, he averages 10.4 points in that run. The line is 15 and a half real NBA points for Marvin Bagley. It just seems aggressive to me. Um, so, yeah, I feel pretty confident in that. Unless he cruises out to like a 30-minute game tonight, I feel pretty confident he's going to fall short of that, uh, that 15 and a half. So, yeah, I think we can book that one with uh, 91. Seems pretty realistic to me. So, yeah, 91% uh, probability of going under that one. That, that's comfy. So, yeah, when I say I never like taking Marvin Bagley, if I'm taking an under <laughs> against Marvin Bagley scoring points, I think I'm comfy with that. So, yeah, that makes sense. All right, so if you're hanging with us, please hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed here, the Odd Shopper channel as well, or Locks Before Lock, before our deeper dive, and Live Before Lock again all this week and continuing. So we have a lot of betting content that we're showing you and highlighting with Odd Shopper as well. So on top of that, let's look at, oh, and by the way, use that promo code. We keep telling you this each and every week here. It's awesome, O-A-W-E-S-E-M-O. And when you deposit your first up to $25, on No House Advantage, we'll match that. So you have $50 to work with right away. And these tournaments are all affordable. You can put that $50 to work and really apply what we have, what Terry's giving you, and our free projections as well. I was trying to go back to the overs here, but it just it doesn't look great. Dylan Brooks, you mentioned Memphis. You know, we can look at a couple of other guys here. Kevin Durant pops up a little later, but let's start. Dylan Brooks, and just because you mentioned this squad as well, Melton pops up a little bit here as well. 
Yeah, I, I'm fine taking a look at any one of those. Dylan Brooks in the starting lineup, uh, most likely um, in, in any configuration here. And like I said before, we're expecting John Moran to, break, to be out. So a guy like Brooks who just you know could get hot hand uh, shooting at any point and is totally happy in all circumstances to take those shots, I'm comfy giving him a little bit of additional usage here and expecting some production out of him. If we're looking at the PRA 20.5, we've got him projected at a 27 PRA. His, his minutes are the same. It's just in terms of the usage and just the additional opportunity in normal circumstances, he's averaging a 24.3 PRA. So we're already four points clear of that mark in normal circumstances with additional usage. I see no issues with him cruising through that one. Um, so that's another pretty high confidence one, even though it's at 86%. I see that one pretty strongly as a, uh, as a solid pick here. And it would apply to any of like the points plus assists points plus rebounds, but we've got nice room on that uh, on the 20 and a half. So I would go directly to the, uh, to the PRA one there. Yeah. And a reminder too, if you're following along, maybe you just popped up here. You saw Terry's out doing the no house advantage show, you're thinking, all right, what's going on? You can't load up on Dylan Brooks. So it's one and only one. Now you're building multiple lineups. This is again, you, your opportunity to, or multiple cards, your opportunity to attack Brooks on a couple of other ones, but definitely as far as his PRA, you mentioned that window there. It's a pretty big spread for the Nets anticipation, of course, that they're going to blow Orlando out. Although Orlando did hang with the Sixers over the weekend. So if you look at Kevin Durant, PA, PR, even his PRA, where you may have a little bit of wiggle room there as well, those three, basically the points and then another category or two combined seem to be a really strong way to go for Durant as opposed to just going over. Now, it's not terrible where you have a six-point gap. That's two full possessions that you have between the NHA line of 23 and a half points versus the 29.73 that Alex has projected. But it seems like with adding either assists, rebounds, or both, you're giving yourself more room for him to smash it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that it's probably a little cleaner to go with one or the other, just in terms of where our probabilities are. I mean, we're talking about the difference of like a percentage point and a half, so it's not egregious either way. But it does look a little bit cleaner just uh, the way I'm looking at it, to go either the points plus assists or the points plus rebounds instead of all three together. On the uh, points plus assists, for example, it's 27 and a half, like you said. We've got him projected out at a 35.51. And if we're looking at just what he does for the season, he averages 35 points. Hey, go figure. That's where we've got him projected. We've got him projected. He's averaging 36.6 minutes. We've got him projected for 35.9. Yes, he's going to be playing alongside Kyrie down in Florida, but I don't really see that hamstringing him in any way. And definitely not to the degree that this number suggests. I don't think that's a seven, eight point gap here uh, just because Kyrie's on the floor. So points plus assists or points plus rebounds. I think we're nice and clear of that mark just in the, in the average and uh, that he should absolutely smash through that. So another fairly high confidence overpick. And we're talking about one of the best basketball players on the face <laughs> of the planet over the last 20 years. Right. I'm always happy to go with Kevin Durant in any situation like this. Yeah, and Irving, you know, not there either. So it, with projections and stuff and Durant clearly right there at the top, even his threes at 69, if you wanted to round up there, a little over 69%, one and a half. Now, I know those books are offering two and a half and you may get plus money back on that. But this is an interesting, the, the reason why I bring it up is because if you look at the projection, right, it's 2.11. So it's way sharper towards the books at two and a half. But you're still favoring over two makes when Alex is running his projections here 
And while it's 69.19, if we like Durant to have a big night scoring, and if we like Kevin Durant to be the main catalyst to why Brooklyn blows Orlando out of the water, he's going to hit two, three. It doesn't mean he's going to hit more than that. But I, I, this may be one of these examples where the game flow, the circumstance, what he's been able to do with the monster volume of scoring and everything else that bumps up his points and above it, that maybe this is probably closer to a 75 to even 80% that this hits. Yeah, I tell you what, I don't mind that at all. Uh, we've got him projected at 2.11, the line, like you said, one and a half. Taking a look at the per 36 numbers for the season, he's making 1.9 per 36. So we're there. He's taking 5.2. And his three-point shooting, it's not been bad, but it's down a little bit from what he's been for his career, 37.2% for the season. Uh, and his career, he's over a 38% uh, three-point shooter, 38.3%. So it's a little bit down for the season. You come out, you get the, you know, he gets that game where he's on the hot side of that coin and makes, you know, two or three, you are home free on that one. So based on volume, based on what he's just doing in the average situation, totally like it. I agree with you there. All right. So we do have to kind of move back a little bit here. And I know we're going to get back to these unders as well. So if you have any suggestions out there, hit Terry up. If you were looking at somebody, that maybe is somewhere in that low 70s, high 60s to get some thoughts on with the assumption that maybe we won't get to that guy. Don't worry. We'll hit any questions you have here for NHA as well. Duncan Robinson's PRA, 17 and a half. It's a pretty easy smash when you look at where our projections are for that. Yeah, I'm just pulling up. Uh, we do have Caleb Martin now, Duncan Robinson, most likely getting that starting run there. Uh, just making sure that we've got that accounted for 24.3 minutes. Yeah, that's right on what he's been averaging over the last handful while he's been in that role. So considering that we've got him at the appropriate minutes for what he's likely to do tonight, um, relatively uh, back to form Miami rotation outside of Caleb Martin for what we're expecting. We'll see Jimmy Butler on this list of unders in a minute as well, based on that. But I think, yeah, if we're going to uh, anybody from that team, this is the most likely candidate here. 17 and a half is a high line. Anyway, we've got him projected at 13.6 four and he's a guy who you know he's he's a fairly thin contributor he's primarily a scorer doesn't do a ton on the boards or a ton uh, facilitating for the season averaging a 15.7 pra so mm. he's averaging you know roughly two below what the line is and we've got him projected for slightly less than his season long minutes his season long minutes average is 26.7 like i said got him at 24 so shave that down a little bit that's pretty good it's maybe I don't know, 87, it's another one where, you know, again, <laughs> math, yes, math works. Does it feel like it might be a little high, a touch high? Would I have said that's more like a 75 and 82? I might have, but Duncan Robinson's not a highly productive player. He's yep. not somebody I really worry about coming in here. So whatever the number actually is on it, I think it's one that we can go to with relative confidence on this board. Yeah, as somebody who's been targeting at times, and, and again, it's all circumstantial, uh, an opportunity for three-point props with this guy the window is the first quarter. Like if he's not knocking down shots right away, the Miami heat aren't going out of their way to get him more looks later in the game. It's it like, he'll be out there as a threat, but it's not like a volume guy where, Hey, okay, you know, keep feeding, keep feeding. It's just circumstantial that he's on the floor and he'll get a look or two, but it's not like somebody, you know, it's not like buddy healed or you know Terry Rozier who could miss their first six or seven threes. And they could still end up with 15 attempts. Like it's nothing. So, yeah, right. that window for Robinson is really narrow, if you will. Tight. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, that's, you know, you can kind of see it start to get borne out if we had a, a different sample where we were going on, uh, 
you know, a, a more limited minute scale and then extending that out. If I had prepared that, I would have been able to <laughs> a little bit better. But if we're looking well, at on the spot. Game, yeah, but if we're looking at like his full game average, right? He averages 26.7 minutes. He's taking 8.13s on the per 36 cents. So like when he's hot, presumably he's playing a little bit more. He's taking 10.9 threes per 36. Mm. So he's getting the extended run and he's utilizing it. That typically means like he's getting a little bit more run and he's getting those additional looks because he's making them. He's making four a game or four per 36. So you see that extrapolated there a little bit. And I think that point totally holds with him. He's a hot hand heat check kind of a guy. He's not a guy that they're going to go out of their way to if he's not already making them. That might be a flawed way to look at just how shooting and how, uh, you know, the mechanics of probability actually work. But that's what NBA teams tend to do with these guys. So, yeah, if he's not there in the first, you're most likely not getting there. All right. So is there another guy here kind of in that range? And I'm just looking at our projections. We do have. Anybody that we haven't. Oh, Jimmy Butler's assist. You have a little bit of wiggle room there. I mean, pretty much one and a half. If you look at the gap between the six and a half on NHA versus the 5.08, right, that Alex has projected on site, it's a high 70 percentile. But maybe this is one. This one. And, and we talked about Devonte Graham, where if you're building a bunch, I think definitely attacking his three pointers, the under there, especially as we talked about with the return of. CJ. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the, uh, the uh, Butler one is somewhat interesting sitting at six and a half. We're looking at a guy who is going to be basically in his normal role in uh, with the team again, at essentially relative health, uh, Kyle Lowry and Bam Adebayo primarily both on the floor with Jimmy. So he's averaging 5.6 assists per game in 34 minutes. We've got him projected for that 34 minutes. And it's basically their normal circumstance where you know the Kyle Lowry will pick up the primary uh, facilitation on uh, for the team here. Lowry sitting at a 25.2% uh, assist rate since uh, the beginning of the calendar year when all three of them are on the floor. Butler is at an 18.9%. Bam is at a 16.6 overall for the entire course of the season. Butler's assist percentage is higher than that. So we're expecting a little bit of a dip in terms of the assist percentage, just based on all of them being out there together. So I would say that it's fair where we've got them projected in terms of the, uh, the 5.08 it comes in, you know, around 5.6, five and a half where he, what he's averaging for the season. We're still about an assist short. It's another one where I'm not supremely confident out there banging my chest saying, Hey, this is a lock pick, throw this in there, but it mass out correctly. And it is circumstantial and it does look like it lines up well on the card. So I would put that in here. It's one that I'm, you know, relatively confident in. There's not one that really pops to the top of the card. Um, the buddy healed four and a half threes seems kind of aggressive, but when you look that we've got him projected for 3.7, you know, maybe not like a lot of these are somewhat in range. There's not that big padding. Like we've got on a lot of uh, NHA slates. No. And, and, you know, the beauty of it too, is you don't need to find a gem here, right? Because we've done all we, right. The, the projections have done all the work for you. So you don't need to scrape by justifying why you'd go under Tyrese Halliburton's two and a half projected threes with a 2.31 projection in a 56. So the beauty of even if you're building multiple, and that's why we tell you they're free here, the projections as well as the optimal lineups for no house advantage is that you can build a ton, really a shit ton of these lineups for NHA and ideally, you're not scraping below, depending on the slate, you're not getting below, you know, the mid 60s or so. But there are opportunities, as we talked about with one earlier on the over, 
where maybe there is one in that kind of mid to high 60s range that is a little bit higher that if you are filling out multiple cards, you do like it at like a two, maybe like a three down to a one point opportunity. And yeah, I'm just talking, thinking about certain situations that we've already talked about, right, Terry, where if it's Detroit, if it's Orlando teams that are expected to get worked, if it's Miami, you mentioned, you know, trying to on the flip side of that Tyler heroes rebounds a little lower there. It, it maybe if it's a category that we're not usually associating, we talked about Duncan Robinson, Sadiq Bay does pop up a bunch kind of in that mid to low seventies and mid to high sixties. Yeah, that's on the on the underside, right? Correct. I was actually I was actually looking. Uh, I oh, over are I you in the overs? Oh, I had jumped over just while you were going through those because well, I, I was wanted babbling to and just was. yeah, filibustering away. You should have just jumped in and been like, "Dude, I'm on the overs." Well, no, no, no. It's it ties together because I had seen Bay on the unders, and I wanted to see where we had Cunningham on the okay. overs because there is the question mark. Cunningham currently questionable to play, so that could create a bit of a shakeup. We've got Cunningham. I remember that he was you know one of the stronger '70s picks here. So points plus rebounds, uh, um, rebounds alone, point uh, PRA. We've got him in the 75 to 80 percent range for all of those. Um, that one I questioned because he very well could not, uh, you know, might not take the court tonight. They'd be a lot better off with him out there going up against Miami. But if he doesn't play, you know, not only are we losing those, that could also knock some of those unders down in probability where a guy like Sadiq Bay, just by virtue of being on the court, having a little bit more to do, it's an illness for, uh, for Cunningham. So, you know, we may see him out there, young guy, he may get healthy quickly, but if he's not out there, a guy like Sadiq Bay could just pick up a little bit more usage where it's use the numbers a little bit. So for all of those Detroit rotation guys, I'd actually be considering those a little bit fragile until we have that Cunningham news. Mm. So I proceed a little bit with kid gloves on those guys. Um, the other ones that you were mentioning, I'll flip back over to the unders. I was at least partially listening while you're filibustering. Well, now I'm back on the over. So I don't even remember who I brought up outside of Sadiq <laughs> Bay. Well, I knew you threw the, uh, you threw the Devonte Graham one in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was looking actually um, just now that I'm looking at the board, the Kyle Lowry under the points plus assists, if you want one from like the mid 60s, if we're building out, you know, yeah. this is like my 10th card that I'm building, right? This is one for later on that we, you know, maybe want to grab a little bit of an outlier, but it's at a 20.5, we've or a 20 and a half, we've got them projected for an 18.35. And it's another scenario where, yeah, Kyle Lowry is going to be the primary facilitator, but he's going to be playing alongside the other two stars or, or you know, the two stars that he plays along. Side. I don't know if I should call Kyle Lowry a star at this point, but on a points plus assist basis, he averages 20.7, which is slightly ahead of that line, but we've got him projected two fewer minutes than he's been averaging for the entire course of the season. Just again, fully, you know, regularly healthy rotation there playing alongside the other two guys. I could see that falling short realistically. So it's again, a little bit fragile, but it's another one of those ones where we can't play all, uh, all Devonte Graham. And a lot of these above him are Devonte Graham. We can't play all the Alfred Payton's. We got to select one or the other. So. Makes sense. All right. We have a couple of links that we keep telling you about on all these shows below. And one of them is to jump in our free NCAA tournament bracket. Pick them. And I yes. And I did see Jamie on the chat ask about the YouTube members NCAA bracket. I figured there's probably no better person to ask any type of technical stuff going on in this site. That's also here doing content than you. So do you have any answer for any direction for Jamie on that? I didn't see the, the same? actual question, but I believe it's just one big bracket. It's all on Yahoo. It's all the everybody, same. Everybody piles in that. Yep. Winner gets okay. a year. Top 10 get prizes and so on and so forth. 
I didn't know if it was a different bracket. Like this was a members only bracket that like, you know, I'm what are we trying to make more work for ourselves for you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. No, one one bracket. This was another one of the, our uh, promos that I found out about after it was launched. But uh, yeah, it's uh, one bracket. As far as I know, uh, if you're running any trouble getting signed up or anything like that, email support at uh, awesome.com. We'll help you out. That's Terry's personal email, by the way. I don't know if you all know that. <laughs> all right, Pops digital. up on my phone. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> Nightmares right. you have. At Digital V21 is Terry. At Shander Show is me. Thanks to Tyler producing. Thanks to you all out there. Again, the promo code is AWESEMO, A-W-E-S-E-M-O, and we'll match that first deposit up to $25. And those links below are there for you as well, where, yes, you can jump in like Jamie. Click that pin link below for the NCAA Tournament Bracken. We're telling you also about this awesome premium betting picks that you can get on the Discord. Use that code, let me see those picks, and you'll get full access to everything from Alex Baker, Steve Buzzard, Ben Rasa. It's insanity. All right. All right. We appreciate everybody hanging with us again. A lot of content still to come here, including locks before locks a half hour from now. So we'll see you all. Have a great night. Thanks, Terry. You would.